The Welsh Wire, where talent and business connect in West Michigan. The Welsh Wire features moderator Mike Rogers and professional recruiting expert Sherry Welsh in this weekly podcast. Listen in as leaders from a wide array of small to mid-sized West Michigan companies weigh in and share their experiences and insights on a variety of business topics, including employee retention challenges and recruitment success stories. Hi, this is Mike Rogers with another great Welsh Wire conversation. Now, here's Sherry Welsh. Welcome to the Welsh Wire. We have a fun group with us here today. I'm so excited to introduce you to our guests from CalSec in Kalamazoo. Today we have with us Laura Kaiser, the farmhouse director, Leslie Poucher-Pratt, also the farmhouse director, I guess co-directors, we might say the two of you are, Gretchen Detloff, Senior HR Manager at CalSec, and Martha Todd, the Vice Chair at CalSec, and the Farmhouse Founder and Manager. So I bet you're wondering, what does the Farmhouse and CalSec have in common? Well, we're going to talk about that in just a minute. But first, let's learn a little bit more about CalSec. So Martha, tell us about CalSec, who you are, what you're all about. So CalSec, CalSec is a 60-year-old third-generation family-owned spice company in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and we make natural flavors, colorings, and antioxidants for the food and beverage industry. So we source raw materials out of from all over the world, about 40 countries, and then sell. We're B2B, so we sell to food ingredient companies around the globe. And yep, we've been here in Kalamazoo on this property since 1958. We were founded by my grandpa, Paul Todd, and we're still here. Awesome. How many employees do you serve today? Gretchen, I think we have over 400 at this point globally. 400 globally. We have maybe about 320 here in Kalamazoo. Wonderful. Tell us a little bit more too about your mission and your vision as an organization, Gretchen. Maybe that's something you want to add in a little bit here. What makes you, what, what makes you tick? What makes CalSec different than other organizations? Well, I think for one, we have a real focus on the quality of our product. So in a lot of spice companies, spices are commodities. So mm-hmm. it's something you can sort of get anywhere at any price. And we really focus on differentiating ourselves in terms of our R&D capabilities. The sourcing that we do is really traceable and clean sourcing. We're vertically integrated in a lot of our core products. So that means from you know the farm until the end product, we can yes. trace everything and we know where it comes from. We grow it ourselves. So that really sets us apart from a lot of spice companies. I think another thing that makes us unique is that we are a family business. It's something that's really important for us in terms of our long-term view. We don't have to meet quarterly requirements in terms Mm -hmm. of finances, so we can make really long-term investments, not only in our business practices, but in our employees and the way that we treat people, which is a big deal for us. Right, right. And that those core values, that way of operating high quality and caring about the people as a family-owned business that you are. Um, Some of this came together for you in a pretty unique idea. I mean, this is where we bring the farmhouse in. You had some CalSec experience and some life experience that brought you to this innovative concept. Tell us more about that, Martha. So I was a single working mother uh, starting about 17 years ago, and it was, um, as most working mothers, whether you're single or not, know, or working parents, it's a really hard business to juggle. Yeah. And so without, you know, without my family and the support of the community and the friends I had, two of whom are sitting at the table with me 
two of whom are sitting at the table with me today, um, I wouldn't have been able to raise my child alone. And I started Mm. thinking back then. Takes a village, right? Yeah. Definitely. And my grandmother in the 70s had a summer camp here on, on the same property for employees to have their kids in the summer. And I sort I loved that idea and I always thought about yeah. that. And then um, it just sort of worked out that around the same time that our farmhouse, which is the original homestead on this, what we call the farm here at Kelsec, okay. it became available, um, was about the same time that I read this book that I can reference later by Melinda Chenard, co-founder of Patagonia, and the same time that two of my really good friends were looking into starting a school, and it just, it was that sort of magic moment where all of these ideas and all of this energy came together. It just crystallized for you, and you said, wait a minute, I got a concept. Yep, exactly. So somewhere along the line, it it popped out of your mind and became real. You mouthed the words you made a call to, who were the first people you called? Leslie? Laura? Were they... Laura and Leslie were um, at Leslie's house, I re- I, or at Laura's house, I remember the day I had just um, woken up and decided, you know what, I have to do something good. It was around the election, and there was a lot of tension in the community, mm-hmm. and just a lot of, you know, a lot of not knowing what was going to happen. I'm the mother of two daughters, and I was thinking, you know what, I just really want to do something for our community that feels good, and that is positive for everybody, mm-hmm. regardless of your political background. That's one of the great things about CalSEC, is a whole different groups of people come together with yeah. different political values, religious values, um, cultural values, and we all share these same common beliefs about integrity and fairness. And I mm-hmm. just woke up that morning and I was like, you know what? I know that Lauren Leslie have been talking about doing this. What if we can do it here? And I went over and I said, hey, you guys, what do you think? And I think we were all just sort of jumping up and down and <laughs> crying maybe was how it happened. Definitely. Is that how it rolled right there? Yeah, Big party happened. Because as I understand, there was already a little something, something going on in the minds of you two, Leslie and Laura, about doing some kind of a program for early childhood. Tell us about that. So you were already thinking of something. We were, we had a plan (laughs) and Martha came to us with the home for that plan. Um, Leslie and I had been planning for a couple years. We wanted, we envisioned a school for children as young as six weeks all the way through until they're ready to go to kindergarten. And we wanted a place that felt safe and peaceful and like a second home to children Mm, where every child's individual needs were met Mm -hmm. just like they are at home, ideally, which is very different than the assembly line Mm -hmm. um, childcare that is often found. Mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. So you had a model already. Martha walks in the door with this idea and you're like, yes. Yes. The other (laughs) major, the other major component we are looking for is the nature aspect and when we heard what Cal- what Kelsec and led by Martha wanted to do, it just fit so perfectly with what we wanted to do. And here at Kelsec, we have 120 acres oh. of ponds and meadows and weeping willows and raspberries and oh my we, gosh. apple trees. We get to take the kids out onto all that land, even the little babies and carriers and strollers. Oh, it's the perfect environment to yeah. do that. Absolutely. Now, Gretchen, I know that when this whole program started, you weren't here at CalSec yet, but I know that you understand as an HR professional and leader, the 
importance to the millennial workforce of safe, affordable, high quality childcare, preschool, early learning environments. Tell us about that, what that means to the millennials. Absolutely. Um, so safe, affordable, early learning environments are important to all generations, right? But as millennials begin to raise children, they're feeling the brunt of yeah. growing childcare costs. Right. I mean, this is, this is their kids. This, they're in that age. It's right. more acute. It's not that we don't all care about it. We sure do. Right. But it's acute. For them because they're living it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And they may face some unique challenges to financial stability that prior generations didn't face. Student debt, I think, is, yes. a, is a fabulous example. Um, additionally, employees in general need help with balancing work and their family responsibilities. So all generations seek to find a healthy work-life balance, but quality of life tends to be a main focus for mm -hmm. this millennial generation. Um, they're at a stage in life where they're having children at the same time that the demands of work are increasing. And so millennials in particular seem to demand work-life balance most from yeah. their employers. They see no problem blending work and life. And our ability to provide this service to our millennial workforce helps them achieve that work-life harmony. It sure does. It's a big deal. So you've got... Oh, go ahead, Martha. you got to... Well, I just think in terms of the work-life balance, that's something that's always been important to us as a family business. Mm. And, and it was also one of the things when you look at, when I joined the company, I joined first as a board member and I was, you know, usually the only woman in a boardroom. And mm, then as right. I, um, you know, joined the officer team, again, me and one other woman at times, and I started to think, you know, our company is so about equity and we're really socially responsible mm -hmm. and we hire really thoughtfully. So what's going on here? And then I looked back at this book that Melinda Chenard wrote called Family Business. And she was talking about when they founded their um, on-site early learning center in the 70s and 80s, they, it was predominantly men in managerial positions. You know, 30 years later, it's completely even in managerial and executive positions in terms of the amount of women and the amount of men. And they really looked at how many women can return to work after they have babies. And generally, about 35% of women never return to their original careers. Yeah. And all of us know it's really hard. You know, yes, we get maternity leave, but we're not coming back to the same environment that we left three to six months, however long we take, even if it's six weeks, things move so quickly. So if we can offer that, I think it just closes that gap a little for women. And we hope for to sure. see that pay off for our organization in the years to come. So Leslie, tell us a little bit more about the farmhouse, the children there, the parents there. You've described to us some pretty unique things about your program and the folks that take advantage of it that I think really sets you apart and make you a pretty special place for CalSAC. Tell us more about that. It really is a special place. Um, anybody who's visited pretty much has felt that kind of energy. And we've been lucky enough to, we've pulled in seven full-time staff, two part-time staff, and we have three substitute teachers as well. Nice. And among the, that staff, we have four first languages other than English. Wow. And so our kids are being exposed to that daily. Right. It's huge. And that's quite a gift. And among our 27 kids that are in the program, we have 10 first languages other than English. Whoa. And so for their cognitive development, for their for all of it. It's just 
such an advantage. Oh, it's that sure they're hearing is. all of those different languages and celebrating them right in their in their daily life. Right. That is huge. You shared some interesting stories too about what it means for uh, moms and dads to have their children right on site here at the farmhouse. Tell a couple of those stories you shared with us. Well, anyone who's been a working mom and trying to feed their baby knows that it's quite a challenge. And right now we have a couple of breastfeeding moms who work on campus here at Kelsec, and they're able to come and nurse their baby when they need to Mm. and when they want to. And the Kelsec community has embraced that and made sure that that can happen. And we do have one little one who, if the mom and the dad both work here at Kelsec. And so if mom isn't available and is off site at a meeting or is busy, Mm -hmm. you'll see dad running across the parking lot with a cooler of milk to bring to the baby. Uh, we have a little guy who gets, he's a toddler and he gets dropped off every morning at seven ten by his dad. And he has a window that he goes to every morning and his dad will drive down to the parking lot and he watches <laughs> and he'll watch his dad walk over to the lab where he works and he'll scream across the parking lot. Bye daddy. And his dad will yell right back up to him. Bye son. Have a good day. Oh. It's just. So precious. It's really sweet moments like that. Yeah, yeah, which are so meaningful for those kids, the memories that they're growing up with, but for the parents too, to know that they're working for an employer that cares so much about the well-being of their entire family that they've created a space like this for the farmhouse magic to happen. It's really cool stuff. Yeah. So you you value the folks that work here and you place a high value on work-life balance. And you identified that this might be a gap between what we say we are and want to be and what the reality is for some of our workers. And this program helped to kind of close that. Yeah. And I think as we grow and we're getting bigger, we're adding, you know, I don't remember how many people next year, but over 20, I think next year. So, you know, when there were 40 people here and everybody knew their first names, it was really easy to say we're a family company and we value each other and we know each other and we respect each other. But, you know, now there's over 300 people on this right. campus. So it's always been a concern of mine as we grow and get bigger. How do we maintain that family feel and For our sure. values? And I think this is one of the ways that we've been able to do that. Very, yeah, and and done it very well. And now we have... In the break rooms, the parents are talking to the farmhouse parents are talking to each other because they know each other's kids. So they're talking about, oh, did you see them on a hike? They were, the two kids were walking along together on the path and I saw them out the window. So they're, it's really bringing the company together because they're getting to know their colleagues better and they're getting to know their colleagues' children and they're, children are friends with their colleagues' children. Right, right. How cool is that? Mm-hmm. Re- yeah, that is really great. So um, how did you how did you come to pull everything all together? You, you got Leslie, you got Laura, they were all in. So what were the steps you had to go through along the way to actually bring your concept to life? It probably was a several-month process. It was... It. It's, it was 
far more complicated in some re- it was far more complicated in some respects in terms of all the licensing oh, and yeah. you know we had to do major renovations to our farmhouse because it was a, it's a house from the 1800s oh. so to make it um, not only accessible but safe and meet all the requirements but really I thought it was such an incredible manifestation of how things happen here in our community at Calsec because I for you know I went to HR and they were jumping up and down <laughs> trying because they wanted that when they had littles and then you know um, Amy Engel in HR she reached out to a, a couple of people I reached out to a couple of people and I feel like within a week or two we had a community uh, um, a committee of somebody from finance, a product manager, we had HR represented, we had somebody from facilities who decided he wanted to be on the committee. And everybody just pooled together. And I need to say none of these people had kids that would be able to benefit from this oh. program. They all their kids were no already older. Just doing no. it for the good of the organization. Well, and I think they had already raised their children and knew how hard it mm-hmm. was. And so they wanted to make this an opportunity. So we pulled together, we, you know, a, our business plan, finances, financials, we had legal help. And it was just all voluntary community effort. And we had a plan and approved probably within a month of the first idea. And then it no was just kidding. 30 days and you were rocking it was, and rolling. It was fast. And so then it was catch up for us for, okay, let's get this building ready because we had a waiting list already. So it was pretty, it was incredible how fast it moved once, oh my once we got going. Goodness. And it was about two years ago, yep. roughly that you started it. So when you started, did you start at the level that you're at right now with six weeks all the way to right before like pre-K? Yes, we had our, when we first started our youngest, we had eight kids and our youngest was a two month old and our oldest was a almost five year old. So we had a, you know, the spectrum as soon as we started, but now we're up to 27 kids. Um, Currently our youngest is three months old and our oldest is four years old. Oh, that's terrific. So we've grown quite a bit. Yes. And I understand you're full, right? You're We are we just now have some open spots because we built a brand new building. Outstanding. So we moved our preschool program to the brand new building, which allows us now to take a few more preschoolers and a handful more of infants and toddlers. But we only enroll the children and the grandchildren of CalSec employees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, that's that's. Who could have seen that coming, Martha? Wow, so fast. So two years later, you are experiencing great success, wonderful benefit, clearly for the employees at CalSec because they're utilizing it. They're bringing their children and their grandchildren into the farmhouse, and they love it. So, Gretchen, you probably talk to employees and hear from them one-on-one. Leslie, Laura, you may too as they pick up their kids. What does this mean? Share some stories or ideas about what this really means to the employees at Cal Second and to you as an employer of choice, all of that. Well, for sure, work-life balance, right? Having that flexibility is so important in helping employees balance that work with family responsibilities. And I also think, you know, the decision to place your child in someone else's care can really cause some anxiety. So I think our program provides reduced stress Mm -hmm. on the employee when your child has a safe, loving, and stimulating child care that you can count on. You don't have to worry while you're at work. So you can concentrate more on your job. You know, that your child is getting the kind of care that he or she needs to be healthy, happy, and successful. 
Um, from the kids' standpoint, quality care is important, right? Mm -hmm. um, kids need nurturing, safe environments in order to thrive. Um, it adds to their cognitive development, you know, social development, and that consistent, emotionally supportive care is hugely beneficial to the kids as well as the families. Um, at the end of the day, you know, I think everybody benefits. The employees benefit, the kids benefit, um, our community benefits. Um, and and if I would go so far as to say that the nation as a whole can benefit yeah. from quality child care. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, this was a big undertaking. I mean, it, you all made it sound like it was so easy in 30 days beginning to end. We've got this, but it was a big undertaking. It was a big idea. Um, so I'm sure along the way, there's some things that you learned. If I had to do it over, I would do this differently. Or maybe there's some things you would say, boy, if anyone wants to try something like this, here's a best practice and something you should really consider. What advice would you give someone who's thinking about implementing something like this in their organization? Well, I'll start by saying, I think you want to make sure you have a really good team. I mean, if I didn't know Laura and Leslie and how qualified they were and how passionate they were and are, I, I don't think I wouldn't have, I would have even tried. So I think you have to know the right people and you have to have support. I also know that this is the type of community that would support that program. So that made it that made it work. And also, you know, our officer team, um, Scott Nikeza, our CEO, he has been a huge proponent from the beginning. So making, I think making sure you have the support and the resources, because it is a really huge undertaking, mm -hmm. um, not just time-wise, but financially, it's, pr it's a pretty big, you know, the company subsidizes a lot of it because we want to make sure that we are offering our employees and their kids the absolute highest quality right. education and care, but we want to have them pay as little as possible to sort of give them that work-life balance. And so the company has to be willing to contribute to that. I think that's really important. Yeah. I mean, it's really become like a huge employee benefit to add on to your list of you know benefits that you give in addition to health insurance and all the other things. This is something you could take advantage of, which from a recruiting standpoint and a retention standpoint, that is huge. I mean, it's got to be huge, right, Gretchen? Absolutely. For millennial employees. Yeah. And I think, you know, that was one of the questions in the beginning is, is this a benefit only for the parents? But it's, it's meant to be a benefit for our entire community. Because for if sure. you are working alongside people that are worried about their children that are rushing to get to work, yep. all of those concerns, distracted for whatever reason, exactly. because their child is not in a good situation or a safe situation or right. Or and in, in terms of retention too, when you yeah. lose a worker, and you have to train somebody new, and it affects the group you're working Absolutely. with. So this is meant to benefit not just the children and the parents, but our entire CalSec community. Right, right. And I think you. it sounds like from the way you described this happened, Martha, your team gets that. That's why all of the folks that jumped on that planning team for those 30 days you mentioned, yeah, none absolutely. of them, none of them were millennials or had children that would be available to, or of that age to right. go into the program. They didn't care. They knew the value of it and they recognized what it meant, not only to the workers, but to the company overall. And when everyone, when you succeed, I succeed, we all succeed. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, yeah, that's super cool. It's something you wanted to add, I think, Laura. Yeah. Well, Leslie and I realized when we were starting the farmhouse that we had to be the best because if we weren't and people were coming to visit us at the farmhouse and they're going, eh, I think I'm going to enroll my kids down the road. Right. How, how that can't happen. So 
we needed to be the best, so we are. Right. <laughs> You'll have to leave that. Se- no, seriously. <laughs> well, you, you just talked about earlier, Martha mentioned high quality and how you differentiate yourselves as an organization from your competition and all the rest of that. I would expect you would do it with only the highest level of quality because that's in your DNA. That's just who you are. So, And, and your employees would expect that too. So, and that starts with the farmhouse values that Leslie and I started. Kelsec has their own values, um, and we kind of took those and built our program based on Kelsec values, and we call them the farmhouse values. And there's lots and lots of them, and anybody, if they would like to see them, they can email me at yes, <laughs> lkaiser, K-E-I-S-E-R, at kelsec.com. We have so we have our farmhouse values, which are the concepts and the philosophy that we ac- absolutely insist on because we know it's what's best for children. And then we have the most amazing staff of any place you've ever stepped foot in. Um, and it's very, very hard to find um, staff that teachers who are intuitively positive and compassionate with the children. And that is what we have. And it's such a gift to have. Oh, you bet. So fortunate. We couldn't do it without them. Right. Right. So you have done so much in two years. This is such an incredible program. I, I hate to ask this, but I got to know what's next. I mean, you just built a new building. Where do you go from here? Well, a significant amount of our workforce is going to be retiring in the next five years. So we've, we sort of joke about starting a senior living facility. (laughs) Yeah. But we, but we just want to um, continue to focus on improving. I don't know if you can improve much from where we are, but focusing on the quality of our programming and the educa- continued education of our teachers and growing our program. We don't want to get too big because yeah. I think you lose some quality in there. And Laura and Leslie could speak more to that. Of course, we have dreams of, you know, K through eighth. Right, right, doing even more. <laughs> or high school, but um, but for now, you know, we're two years in, and it's going really well, and we just want to focus on on the momentum that we have and working on what we're working on. Yeah, and you've got that continuous improvement orientation to just keep that quality really, really strong and, and looking to keep it um, just moving forward as much as you can. That is awesome, awesome. So let me ask you, if listeners want to get in touch with you, they've got a question about they heard, they want to know a little bit more about something that you shared. Um, who's who's the best pro- point person to get in touch with? Should we have them reach I out to you? I would say it would be Laura and Leslie. Okay. If you guys want to share your email addresses. Yeah, please do. Uh, Leslie's is lpratt at kelsec.com. And, and it's my, two T's, right? P-R-A-T-T. Yes. At CalSec. And we better spell CalSec too. It's K-A-L-S-E-C, right? Dot com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mine is L Kaiser, K-E-I-S-E-R at CalSec.com. And then there are a couple links on our on CalSec's website, CalSec.com, under our corporate responsibility or social responsibility tab. You can see some videos from the farmhouse and and some pictures. Terrific. Yeah, those would be great links. And we'll make sure that we 
we share those too in the written version of the podcast too, so that people can click on that and check it out. But this has been great. I really thank you for sharing your story with listeners in West Michigan who are hopefully inspired by what you've done and um, and really encouraged by a company doing great things for its employees and for the community right here in Kalamazoo. Well done, Calsec. Thank you so much. Thanks for being our guest today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Welsh Wire. We hope you'll join us for the next episode. For more information, visit welshandassociates.net.